0: What to do? Tips for release. <laughs> the rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. <laughs> what is this? What is I know what
1: th- want this one. <laughs> uh, that looks really okay. bad.
0: Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Vinlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell, and dad, Alistair Campbell.
1: Slightly sexually compromising people. <laughs> <bit. laughs>
0: Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.
2: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
3: Hello and welcome to the hypothetical podcast. I'm your host Izzy Sutty, and my guests today will be Josh Woodicum and James A. Caster. Hello.
4: Hello. Hello, Izzy.
3: I'm going to start with a question I always start with when I'm hosting this podcast, which is,
1: When was the last time you saw a peacock? Do you know what? Uh, I can tell you that straight off the bat. Someone I know, they live in Shropshire, and he's got quite a big house in Shropshire. I went to visit him, and he had a peacock in his garden. And I said, oh, that's a nice peacock. And he said, yeah, I used to have two, but this one murdered the other one. What? (laughs) The peacock had killed the other peacock. And so he only had one peacock. They'd had a fight, and it had killed it. Were they related? Yeah, they were like, I think they are sisters or whatever, because they're women, aren't they peacocks? Are they men? No. No, they're men, aren't they? So brothers... The ones with the big tails, yeah, are, yeah. So he'd oh, had yeah. two peacocks and one had killed the other one, and then he kept I mean what do you do? Do you keep the murderer? Have to keep the murderer, I well, guess. guess. Yes. Yeah, it's still killed. got a beautiful tail. Yeah. It's just not a beautiful tail, T A L E, but it's the beautiful tail, T A I L. You thought that was a nice
4: whimsical question to open with, didn't you? Is it?
3: <laughs> no, actually I wanted a hard answer like that. That no. was that was always my aim. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to talk about peacocks murdering each other within the first four minutes.
1: Murder implies a kind of premeditation, doesn't it, I suppose? Mm. <laughs> it's a, a crime of passion. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
4: and I saw one in a bullfinch, it? if you're wondering.
3: Well, actually, yesterday I saw one chasing a hen. You know those hens with um, that have got feathers on their legs as well as their bodies? They look really weird when they're running, like they yeah, yeah. On or something. A peacock was a, was chasing one of those hens in a really odd farm in in Surrey, and it wouldn't leave it alone.
4: But it was really wishing it was a it was a non fevery leg hen at that point.
3: I think it was. It was like it was trudging along faster and faster, and it kept just hiding. I thought, yeah, it
1: was really odd. It's like when we, you know, when bootcut jeans were in fashion, it was more difficult to run, wasn't it, in those days because they were mm-hmm. kind of flapping around.
3: I think the more clothes you've got on, the funnier it is if you're trying to run. Well, or is it just d- the, the And the, the least, yeah. And the least. I've got a new laugh, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah?
1: All right, Jimmy Carr.
3: It goes like this. <laughs> So it kind of peaks at the beginning. So does
1: it affect it? So as if as if you, you find something funny, but then you actually think about it and lose it. Lose. lose <laughs> like you actually process it.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's like instinctively I've laughed, and I've got oh, to no, know that's not actually that funny.
1: Sure.
4: <laughs> How long has that been going for?
3: It started yesterday oh. at the farm
1: oh. when you saw the hen.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Are you, are you aware this isn't a purely farm-based anecdote podcast, is it? Isn't no, I'm not
3: actually. I, I was told I could do what I want with it. It's my week, and the next question is going to be: Have you ever seen a pig kill a horse? Right, you'll be competing for this week's hypothetical prizes. They are not farmyard based. Mm. They are a kefir kit courtesy of my mum, an advent calendar that lasts for the whole year, which I thought you might like, mm. James, because I know you like That'd chocolate. Be great. I don't know what it counts down to.
1: Well, Christmas Day still, right? Easter's the most chocolatey day, isn't it? Really? Oh yeah. Imagine an advent calendar that
4: counts down to Easter, starting oh. starting on Easter Monday.
1: I think there's a
3: gap in the market here.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, a gap in my stomach, more like, in my tummy. There's never a gap in your tummy, James. It's always full to the brim. (laughs) Chocolate. Yeah, like a skip outside a kind of (laughs) house. (laughs) You're just thinking, can I fit a crisp packet in there? I can't even get that in there. It's absolutely...
3: So we've got the cafe kit. We've got the advent calendar that lasts for the whole year. And there's also a life-size statue of Banksy made of Lego, mm-hmm. which oh, is just I'd a like pile of Lego. Yeah. So this week you'll be going head to head, like two goldfish in a very small tank, or two peacocks in your friend's field, who'll come out on top. Let's find out in this week's What Would You Do? Okay, you're transported back to 1996, a week before the recording of Wannabe. Before this happens, you must become an official member of the Spice Girls. How do you do it? We've got a few rules. Would you like to know the rules? Yeah. Yeah. The band has got to be a success with you in it. You must have a name conforming to the classic model, Blank Spice. You must also have a persona and a unique look that goes with that name. And if you fail, so does Girl Power.
1: Oh, dear. Mm. I was a fan. Well, I wasn't actually, but I think I am now. You're a fan now? Well I think I, I I think I appreciate them a lot more now than I did at the time, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: I appreciate their work ethic. I think they worked really hard.
1: I loved them
4: at the time, did loved you? wannabe when I first heard wannabe, it blew my head off my shoulders. I couldn't believe how good how good wannabe was. I'd play it in my living room and dance and sing to it properly, really loved it,
0: really,
1: you're slightly younger than me, aren't you? so you were eleven yeah so ninety six I just started
4: secondary school, or just it was—I was either year six or year seven.
1: Because I think I was slight. I was two years. I was year nine, so I was—I'd reached that stage where I was too cynical. Uh huh.
3: And I was in '96. I was eighteen.
1: Oh, so mm. what did you think of them?
3: Oh, I mean, I—it was like Harry Potter. I just missed it. I didn't mind the videos. I didn't mind the zig-a-zig-a. but yeah. I was never really James. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I,
1: so he
4: never sounded more like a nana. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, I didn't mind the ziggazigar. <laughs> uh,
4: there's a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um Uh
3: I wasn't like you, James, though. Mm. I wasn't unashamedly into it. It was kind of like if it came on at an indie night at the end of the night, we'd all dance to it slightly ironically, but enjoy it inside kind of yeah. thing. But it, it yeah. wouldn't be... Yeah, I I I wish I wish that I'd been a bit younger and that um, I could have just done what you did. Did you buy the single? Did you buy like the cassette tape of it?
4: I bought the first three singles. I bought "Wanna Be," "Say You'll Be There," and "To Become One."
0: All, all like right in
4: forward. each one, less than the one before it. You know, like. <laughs> But they're yeah. still really pushing my enthusiasm for it. You know, because smash the hits. third
1: one's a ballad, which is tough when you're 11. A ballad it? about safe sex
4: yeah. as well. Which, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At age 11, you're like, I'm trying to get on board with this, but you know, I don't, <laughs> don't understand anything <laughs> they're saying, really. When I went on Would I Lie to You, I spoke about not getting their album for Christmas, their debut album for Christmas, because my dad told me in advance... Uh, of Christmas that I wouldn't be getting the album and that he would be giving my sister the album, I attempted to drown myself in the local swimming pool uh, because I wouldn't be getting the Spice Girls album. I I, I I sat down under the water in the shallow end and uh, in protest. That's how much it meant to me. Did they get you out or did you bottle it? Well, they knew I bottle it, so they, my, my my dad just carried on swimming. And then eventually I came up (laughs) in the water and, you know, my family weren't there. They were all just going around doing their own thing. And I was like, okay.
1: Off to buy a copy of Saints and Sinners by All Saints, weren't they?
4: (laughs) But he got round it by. So he bought bought us three albums, me, my brother and sister, for Christmas. So he got me, definitely, maybe. He got my sister, Spice. And he got my brother, Dizzy Heights by the Lightning Seeds. And the other two... So we all got that, those albums and we all got a blank cassette that he had recorded the other two albums onto the different sides of. So I, I had a blank Aww. cassette that had Spice on one side, Lightning Seeds on the other side. And I'll tell you, Spice Girls very quickly became my least favourite of those three albums. And uh, <laughs> I went off the Spice Girls pretty quick and I was uh, quite relieved that my dad had not got me. Because yeah. the album didn't hold up. The singles were the best tracks. Of and course, like, the
1: singles band. Whereas the Lightning Seeds have got depth, haven't they, James?
4: Lightning <laughs> Seeds had a lot going on. You have to... Multiple, it stands up to multiple listens, Dizzy Heights. Obviously, definitely, maybe, but was, like, brilliant. Yeah. Still listen to that now, actually, but... Uh...
1: Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah, I wish, I'd, I wish I'd loved them at the time, but I just feel like I really missed out on that part of my life. I've met a few of them. Have you met any of them? No.
3: I haven't met any of them. Ellis has met Emma Bunton.
1: I did the wheel with Mel B. It felt a bit insane that Mel B was sat there and they were talking to, you know, me and Jordan thingy from Radio 1 instead. But uh, that's the wheel for you. It's completely random.
4: I I, I I talked to someone the other day, like two days ago, who said they'd met Mel B. And they were absolutely delighted about it. They said it was brilliant. And they really smiled and they went, she's really rude. <laughs> she was rude to all you of us. You kind
3: of... You kind of want her to be, yeah, don't you, you, do. you? I think there are certain people where it'd actually be a disappointment if they were like really normal and chilled. Totally. Like, yeah. I would yeah. want her to be like, get me a blimmin' limo. Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs>
2: that's
3: course. The worst thing I could think—that's the rudest thing I can think of. Get, get me, me a blimmin', blimmin limo.
4: limo. I think that's how I would get into the Spice Girls. Actually, that's how I'd get myself in. Is yeah. I would try and be the polar opposite of that to add something different to the group. I'd be yes. like polite Spice. So I would, like, I'd I'd go up to them one day and be, like, so courteous and loads of manners and, like, suggest really eloquently and uh, politely that I would be a really good counterpoint to Scary Spice because I'm so polite. Oh, yeah.
3: You'd bring your own rider.
1: Yeah. In the same way you're a counterpoint to Scary Spice, Mm
3: -hmm. I
1: might claim myself to be a kind of fictionalised sixth person that was always there, but they never mention, like a kind of ghost. So yeah. that would be a really good thing to have in a band. So it's like a sixth member that's always there. It's never mentioned and they deny exists, but is always stood there behind them as a kind of ghostly figure and it's always dancing <laughs> along with them. I think that would be a really exciting... There's very few things that haven't been done with bands, but I think that'd be a really exciting kind of premise... That people are like can you can you see the sixth member of the Spice Girls
3: in interviews? You could actually be there in interviews, yeah. And would you talk? And then yeah, they but they they'd, they
1: they act like they couldn't hear me.
4: <laughs> when you said a sixth met, that like the sixth member, I thought you were going down the George Martin route or something like no, that. But no, no, <laughs> no, you were no, a no. ghost, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I- so I'd be a ghost and I'd probably be dressed as a ghost but like like, so I'd be Victorian Spice that's what I'd be I'd be Victorian Spice and people would go can you see Victorian Spice because I can see Victorian Spice and I'd be dressed in full Victorian garb and so I'd just just be there the whole time or just like in the back of videos you'd occasionally see me so maybe I wouldn't be in every shot it would be that thing where did you see halfway through the uh, video to Mama? he appeared. I think it'd be quite an exciting kind of twist on a band. I I really think that.
3: It's the kind of thing that the KLF would
1: do. Yeah. Well, it's
3: quite, it's, it's a very artistic thing. Actually. It's like a comment on.
1: <laughs> what, what is a comment on? It is a comment on something though, isn't it?
3: It's a comment on, I, I was going to say society. Yeah. Let's
1: go with that. I mean, I, let's, let's keep it g- general. Yeah. Let's keep it general. <laughs> it's
3: a, guys, it's a comment on society. Josh, would you have one of those headless costumes where you had your head under your arm?
1: What? So my head's under my arm, like I'm a proper ghost. Yeah, Um, that's
3: how I'm imagining it. That's good. Well, I
1: suppose I could do different type. I could do different things, couldn't I? So sometimes I'd be headless. Sometimes maybe like you just see me pop up on a screen, like a kind of say they were on live and kicking. And there was a, a TV screen with the live and kicking logo. Maybe it would kind of go a bit staticky and then you'd just see my face and then it would disappear. That kind of thing.
4: But you can't be too scary. No. If you're too scary, you're on Scary Spice's turf.
1: Yes.
3: <laughs> I mean, ghosts don't have to be scary. You could be like Cheeky Spice. It could be a cheeky ghost. You could play pranks.
1: I'm not scary in the sense it's like The Ring. But I think the mere fact that I am a ghost is quite kind of uh spooky a uh, spooky spice, about, maybe would be what i oh, yeah,
3: Spooky spice, a discombobulating spice. Yeah,
1: yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah.
3: So we've got Polite Spice and Spooky Spice. Polite
1: Spice. spice just um,
3: constantly. <laughs> James, tell me more about Polite Spice. Yeah. How would she be with Prince Charles? It's weird, isn't it? Because
4: like, the Spice Girls, the one thing with the Spice Girls is even though they were like very um. Kind of anarchic in in a sense, they were also quite Tory, mm. and that's what we kind of have learned as the years have gone by. And they probably <laughs> loved the royal family, and so they did love probably, the royal family, yeah. Yeah, I should probably be the opposite if I'm provided a little bit of balance there, yeah. But then I, I guess, I guess, really, polite spice should be very good at talking to the royal family. I think they're probably still cheeky with the royal family, the spice girls, so maybe I would be as polite as possible to the Royals. I'd be great at the Royal Variety. Um, i basically, you know, in that video for Wannabe where they're just tearing through that, that members club or whatever, I'd just be the one tidying up behind them <laughs> as, as, as we go, like, <laughs> ap- apologising to all the people who were who we're kind of messing with. And, oh, sorry, we're filming a music video.
1: <laughs> and so when they were doing like People of the World Spice Up Your Life, you'd be saying if you want to yeah you know
4: if you've got the time we're aware that not everyone's got the time
3: <laughs> no worries if not yeah no, no worries, worries
1: if not. not it's fine no it's fine but you'd be fully behind two become one obviously because that feels like it's a really polite kind of in the two message. become
4: one video I'd be there with a cucumber and a, uh, and a condom just doing the demonstration <laughs> like, 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 in a sci- like in science class just to, so it's really useful for, for for people watching, you know.
3: Okay, well, this is, I mean, both of these are fantastic. Um, would you have a signature dance move?
1: Well, I suppose mine would be a kind of, a, I mean, it's a podcast, but a kind of scary kind of, not scary, but a kind of ghostly kind of way, you know, the kind of...
3: Yeah, arms shimmer. waving slowly. Yeah, ghostly
1: it's... shimmer, I suppose.
4: What's a polite dance move? I guess a polite <laughs> dance move. I, know, I, I kind of think about like a an auntie at a wedding or something, just very, not taking up much space, just jiggling my shoulders. Jiggling my shoulders and yeah. looking around at everyone else, like like, like a, a little suppressed, excited
1: face. You'd, you'd offer people whether, if they wanted to do a spin, you'd offer your hand, wouldn't yeah.
3: you?
1: Yeah, i go around. Yes, it's a young spin. and
3: older life. <laughs> I'd
1: go around t- twirling the other Spice
4: Girls. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I do.
3: Yeah, you'd basically be there for everyone else, but if you got a few seconds, you'd do a little move of your own and kind of giggle to yourself.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: But you'd be ready to help anyone to dance who needed it.
4: Any of the, like, the other Spice Girls who needed to do, the, do those high kicks, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be right there with them to help them out. You know, just like lifting their leg up or whatever, and just be like, I'll, I'll offer you the support so you can do the high kick. Yeah, I think I'd be pretty useful.
3: Um, I do like the idea of polite spice. Yeah, I guess what I'm thinking is if you were... I'd I'd want to sit you down and go, what do you really think about Prince Charles? You'd be like, oh, well, he's a nice man. (laughs) Yeah. He's got a soft, nice, soft hand. Yeah. When you shake it. Um, But I guess if, you know, uh, yeah, if if we were in a band together, I'd I'd get to know um, the real polite spice and you'd always be clearing up, so that'd be useful. Spooky spice, I think, is an excellent comment on society it's never been done before
4: sorry to burst your bubble here but I think this has been done before oh no there has been a group where the women are the focus and the man is completely ignored a little group called The Cause uh, <laughs> and
1: <laughs> I think uh, I think you're forgetting you're forgetting The yeah. Cause and you know what the problem is there I don't know if you've read into what's happened to Jim Corr no, um, no. Uh, he has some pretty spicy views these days. He has taken being oh, really? ignored very badly. I wouldn't like to extrapolate, but he poured a lot of that energy into the nine eleven truth movement. Wow, Jim. Cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, wow. You know, I'd hope that I would respond better to the uh, being ignored situation. <laughs> Spooky spice doesn't go down the same road. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah.
3: God, have you seen what Spooky Spice is <laughs> <are> saying
1: online? <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe Spooky Spice and Matt Letitia are doing a Q&A together. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: okay, I'm going to award points now. It's hard because I really, really like both of these. I like the idea of polite spice very much. And I think I, uh, I'm quite a polite person. I'm I'm quite a people pleaser. Mm, and I yeah. think I, you know, I, I like that idea. Um, bands can be very naughty. They can smash up hotel rooms and things like that. And Polite Spice would be a good addition. Spooky Spice is a fantastic idea. It would be hard work, I think, Josh. Yes. you know, you'd have to travel separately, presumably. Um, you'd have to keep the costume on all the time. How would you get paid?
1: I suppose it would be the estate of Spooky Spice would get paid.
3: Yes, of course. Yeah, I, I like this. I think it could stand up. Okay, James, I'm going to give you four for, for, for polite spice.
4: Oh, lovely.
3: Four out of five.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're really
3: so welcome. Um, and Josh, just because I think it is an excellent idea, I don't think it's been done before. Apart from the cause, in a way, I'm going to give you five out of five.
1: Oh, thanks, mate. Cheers. I'm, do you know what? I'm genuinely excited about launching my new pop band that has a deceased member. <laughs> It'd be good yeah. for like Britain's Got Talent and stuff because when they came on, you'd walk on. They go, "Can you introduce yourselves?" And the people would introduce themselves and then Simon would go, and you? And they'd go, who are you talking to?
3: It would be, it's like a play, it's like an absurdist play. Because then if Simon Cowell said him, <laughs> they'd go, well, there's no one
1: there. <laughs> Bang, golden buzzer from Alicia Dixon.
3: Yeah, absolutely. The next golden round. buzzer. You wouldn't even need to have a song. You'd just spend the whole 10 minutes going, who are you talking to? No, <laughs>
1: you yeah, never do a song. <laughs>
3: I was going to start a band once with, I'm sure, well, maybe were you two going to be in it a long time ago with Crosby? Probably. Yeah. So we could actually do it. That was when I used to do my my musical act, Izzy Wizzy, which he likes.
1: Your partner's a very good guitarist, Izzy. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Not very good at certain other things.
4: (laughs) I don't know why I love that sort of stuff. I love that kind of... (laughs) <laughs> I
3: got kind of a joke really makes
0: me laugh. I don't know why. It's like what does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
3: Right, on to our next round, not for a million quid. This round is where our contestants bid to see who would need to be paid the least to do the thing. In question, I'll give the question. Then you each bid a figure, and the winner is whoever bids lowest and can justify being able to cope with it. That's very important, isn't it? As you know. So, how much? This is the question. How much? I absolutely love this. To keep moving Mm. at a minimum of two miles per hour for a year.
1: Oh, my word.
3: Now, you're allowed to travel by any means possible. You can walk, you can drive, you can dog, sled. Um, as long as you're moving, you've got to be travelling day and night, even if you're asleep, so you never stop moving at two miles an hour. And the rotation of the Earth doesn't count.
1: So at night is the problem, right?
3: Yeah, I guess night is the problem.
1: Even if you've got a sleeper train, mm-hmm. that that stops at stations. So yeah. you, you'd have to, when it's stopped at a station, get up and start moving.
3: Yeah, you'd have to set your alarm, wouldn't you, for just before it stopped at each station or get someone to because I'm thinking on a sleeper train you would probably want to sleep you'd have to have someone to tap you on the shoulder just before each station so you could move walk up and down while it stopped because I was
1: thinking you could get an overnight flight but a flight's a problem in itself because of takeoff because there is a is a bit where you're strapped in and the plane is stationary and it'd be You can't just, the moment you land, get up and start walking up and down the aisle. That's absolutely (laughs) frowned upon. So planes are almost impossible to do. So you'd have to just get someone to drive you around at night in the back seat of a car. You'd have to sleep in the back seat of a moving car.
3: I think you'd have to have more than one driver in case anyone needed the toilet.
1: Yeah, and what about traffic lights? I reckon
4: it probably is impossible, but I think... I would try I go fully political with it and try well not political I I try and make a statement with it. Yeah. I would travel for a year on a zero emissions boat like Greta Thunberg did. Oh nice.
3: Okay, it'll be very good for the environment as well.
4: But I do it for a whole year to prove the point. I'm on I'm moving on this boat for an entire year, we're not stopping and it's doing nothing to the environment. Yeah. And really try to promote awareness. And obviously, I'd have someone else driving it. Yeah, we'd have a little crew. And I reckon. Yes. The whole publicity
1: of we're doing it for a year, we're at sea for a whole year. Do you know what's going to be heartbreaking, James? What? You're going to get a lot of PR. But come about January the 12th when people lose interest. Yeah. And you're still locked in for the rest of the year. And you're thinking, <laughs> this isn't a news story and until late December now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely
4: I think it, it, it's the first two weeks the, and the last two weeks of the year people are going to be interested the rest of it
3: Is that, they still that they're still on that boat like, did that start three years ago
4: every now and again they'll be checking in on the on the live stream and just see me there being like
3: come on listen President Biden
4: uh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be it shame on you <laughs>
1: No, what should be. I'd like, I, I like it as an idea. I think you'd yeah. wind up all the right people as well. Yeah. Oh, there'd, there'd be some idiots that would be annoyed at you. Yeah. More so than in your current career, James. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even more so. Probably
4: a lot of the same people, actually. Like, but, uh, <laughs> weirdly,
3: you could keep it fresh. You could pick up a new a new passenger at, at certain points uh, yeah. they'd oh, have to nice. jump onto the boat wouldn't they because it yeah. couldn't stop yeah. But or, or they could swim you know a few metres from the shore onto the boat yeah. and then they could be in the videos to try and
4: absolutely you could
3: get different comics to join you at different points
4: yeah, yeah. definitely get different comedians different uh, celebs from around the world to join I guess yeah. they'd have to like catch up on like a, a zero emission jet ski or something
1: like uh, yeah. and catch up with us on that jump onto the boat well you could kind of go past a harbour kind because of, you know like when you're on a narrow boat yeah people can like get on while you're moving can't they if they're walking uh-huh. alongside
4: yeah 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 do stuff like that 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 would be fun to be like to be like okay here we go oh it's daily thompson and we're we're going <laughs> i don't know why that's the first person that i think of. he's an athlete he'd be able to do it but like <laughs> he gonna you know, no run alongside yeah. the boat and jump on it
1: and are they gonna make it and would you do that thing you know Like say you're getting in the car and your dad does that thing where they pull away a bit, you know, and you like (laughs) go, you could speed up the boat just as Daley Thompson was getting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
4: ah, He fell in. He can't be angry because this is all for a good (laughs) cause.
3: You could get various sports people to use their skills to get onto the boat. So someone could ride a horse into the sea and then jump off the horse into the boat.
4: Yeah. As long as the horse is okay afterwards
3: yeah yeah of course then it
4: really undermines the global war you know, the whole like you know, <laughs> nature and stuff like that there's a drowning horse in the background
3: big attack by peacocks <laughs>
4: <laughs> a peacock just pushing its head underwater <laughs> say goodnight horse <laughs>
1: <laughs> the horse Skip kicking itself because it's getting dizzy heights by the lightning seeds for christmas going this is, this is this is what i want i'm fine with it <laughs>
3: Yeah, I like this idea a lot a lot. I really do. Um I guess you could have politicians on there as well. Do you think keep yeah,
1: it good ones. Well, they'd have to sign up to get on, wouldn't they? You'd have to sign up to a pledge to get on you have to sign yes. up to a pledge to be carbon neutral. Yeah.
3: And they'd get to hang out with loads of comics. It'd be like it could be called like, hey, wanna have a laugh with some comedians? Well you have to sign this pledge. It could be yeah, called yeah, exa- that.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be called, hey, wanna have a laugh with some comedians, well you've got to sign this pledge. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get people to watch me all year round. <laughs> <laughs> <So genuine. laughs> Recommending that to their mates. Hey, have you seen, hey, want to hang out with some comedians where you got to sign this pledge? <laughs> That's good, <laughs> it's
3: pretty good. And then you get people who aren't interested in climate change to like, you kind of, um, you pull their attention with the names of the comics. Then in the small print at the bottom, is like, you must use uh, zero emissions transport forever. You must always have a shower rather than a bath and stuff. But they've signed it.
1: I thought you were going to say at the bottom of the small print it says line-up subject to change. So you could just put oh, in yes! some really good people. <laughs> and then the they're like, oh my God, it's Nish again. Of course it's Nish. It's constantly Nish. Yeah. <laughs> You'd never get rid of Nish if you're on the zero emissions boat. That'd yeah. be it. Might as well just have him. It'd be on the poop deck. it will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very good idea. It's things I couldn't even work out how i I just don't think I'd be able to do it without stopping. Could you do it in space?
3: Yeah. Does, do, does, does, does travel work differently in space? Like if there's a lack of, of gravity.
4: If you orbited the Earth like Leica for a, a year, is that going to be two miles yeah. an hour? If you just did that.
1: It didn't end well for Leica though, did it? Well, did, no, doesn't yeah. say you have to be alive at the end in the rules. No. No, of course. Yes, that's that's true. Quite an animal death-themed podcast. Yeah. This one. <laughs> it's put a warning at the beginning of this. I think I'm defeated on that, Izzy. I think James has got the better answer. I
3: think, yeah. No, I think. You know I. I like your logic, Josh. I don't think we can compete with the. It. It, it, it. it. ticks so many
1: boxes as well. he would prevent climate change, because so many people would have queued up to watch Maisie Adam on on his uh, on his boat. And before then, you know, Donald Trump has signed a thing saying that uh, yeah. he'll never use a, a private jet again. I'd definitely trick, get Maisie
4: Adam with the trick where she falls in the water. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to resist that. She'd be furious. It'd be so great.
3: <laughs> she took a dunk in. She's been dunked. We dunked Adam. She's in the water. <laughs> I actually think this is a brilliant idea.
1: Yeah a good use of a year, James. You gave up stand up for a year. Yeah. You know, you, you like you like these big projects.
4: <laughs> I mean giving up stand up for a year was slightly diminished by the fact there was a pandemic on and everyone had to yeah, do but, it. it. was yeah, people were a bit annoying.
3: Yeah. You should have done it in the in, in lockdown.
4: Yeah. I should have should have, I should have carried on doing gigs during all that.
3: Mark Watson had want to do it. Because yeah. he does the twenty four hour gigs, the forty eight hour gigs. He'll do it. He'd be there'd be certain comics who'd be really up for it and you could what you could do is find out bad politicians' favourite comics
1: and yeah. book them. Yeah. Before you know it, you're cruising around the Caribbean with Jim Davidson and, <laughs> and Jacob Reese Mogg <laughs> I mean
4: and it's it's only February.
1: <laughs> oh my god, this isn't worth it.
4: <laughs> Getting a speedboat out of there.
3: And it would be the bit when you weren't getting any publicity (laughs) anyway. Just you and Mark and David. (laughs)
4: No one's watching.
3: Right. Despite that possible problem with it, I'm going to give you five out of five. Because I think this is an excellent, excellent idea. Thank you, Izzy. Josh, I can't give you five, I'm afraid. I don't think I can even give you four. Can I give you three? (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, that's nice.
3: So, Josh, you got four with Spooky... No, you've got five with yeah. Spooky Spice. Yeah. you got three with the two miles an hour um, challenge. Therefore, you've got a total of eight. Oh. James, you've got four yeah. with the Spice Girl polite spice. Nice. And you've got five with this excellent idea of, hey, want to hang out with some comedians <laughs> then you've got to sign this pledge. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Your grand total is nine.
1: Yes. Congratulations, James. Thank you.
3: Therefore, the winner is James Acaster with nine points. The loser with eight points is Josh Whitakham. And um, yeah, that's all we've got time for in this week's hypothetical podcast. And congratulations. Congratulations, you. James. You've got the respect of everyone listening and yeah. me and Josh. I can see yeah. that means a lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely do the boat thing. Will you, Josh?
1: Yeah, I would, I would sign up. Dependent on the, on which politician I was being paired with.
4: you will be on with Ian Duncan Smith, and he'd definitely have a dunking, because we've can, we been can going about <laughs> dunking Duncan.
1: We dunked Duncan! <laughs> up for it. Um, someone else will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Hypothetical the podcast is a hat trick production for Dave. All episodes of Hypothetical the TV show are available on UK TV Play.
0: Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to nose around a comedian's house, take their stuff, and see how much money you can make by selling it?
2: No, that's a pretty niche thing, to be honest. Bit creepy, really.
0: But that's the premise of Dave's brand new comedy podcast, Hard Sell, with me, Josh Jones, and me, Darren
2: Harrier. We're going to travel the country, visiting the homes of different comedians, chatting about their spending habits before grabbing one of their favourite possessions and giving ourselves one week to try and sell it for charity in a competition to see who can raise the most money.
0: It's a right laugh as we get to meet amazing, funny people like Kima Bob, Joel Domit, Ria Lena, Ivo Graham, Josh Pugh, and lots
2: more. But also sort of like an incredibly stressful cheese dream where we're trying to shift what are essentially stolen goods against the clock. <laughs> it's bonkers.
0: Hard sell with Josh Jones. And Darren Harrier. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.